بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين وصلى الله على نبينا محمد وعلى آله وصحبه أجمعين In the name of Allah the most beneficent the most merciful I testify that there is no true God worthy of worship except Allah and that Muhammad is Allah's true slave and messenger We continue the explanation of Shaykh al-Islam's Ibn Taymiyyah the concise admonition al-wasiyyatu al-sughra <coughs> He said, Rahimahullah, وَقَالَ بَعْضُ السَّلَفِ أَنْتَ مُحْتَاجٌ إِلَى الدُّنْيَا وَأَنْتَ إِلَى نَصِيبِكَ مِنَ الْآخِرَةِ أَحْوَجٍ فَإِنْ بَدَأْتَ بِنَصِيبِكَ مِنَ الْآخِرَةِ مَرَّ عَلَى نَصِيبِكَ مِنَ الدُّنْيَا مُرَّ عَلَى نَصِيبِكَ مِنَ الدُّنْيَا فَانْتَظِمْهُمْ تِظَامًا And some of the Salaf, Rahimahullah, and this actually is the saying of Imam Ahmed, أَنْتَ you are in need of this worldly life However But you are more But your need for the hereafter Is more compelling But your need for the hereafter Is more compelling So if you begin With your share Concerning the hereafter Then pass upon your share Regarding this life and therefore make it subservient to that subservient to your share in the hereafter then he cited the following verse from Surah Al-Dhariyat chapter 51 and verses 56 to 58 51, 56 to 58 قال الله تعالى وما خلقت الجن والإنس إلا ليعبدون ما أريد منهم من رزق وما أريد أن يطعمون إن الله هو الرزاق ذو القوة المتين إن الله هو الرزاق ذو القوة المتين And I Allah created not the jinns and humans except that they should worship me alone ما أريد منهم من رزق وما أريد أن يطعمون I seek not any provision from them nor do I ask that they should feed me verily Allah is the provider owner of power and the most strong this ayah this ayah from surah al-dhariyat Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in this verse made clear the hikmah the wisdom of creating the jinn and ins and that is to having all worship sincerely done to Allah Azza wa Jal and this ayah is in line with the flow of the explanation which Shaykh al-Islam gave in the earlier classes to this person who asked him the question regarding what should be beneficial for him in this life so he is reminding him that Allah created us for the sole worship of worshipping him and that he made it clear that he will secure our provisions everything is made subservient for this noble objective so if we therefore busy ourselves if we therefore busy ourselves in 
fulfilling the purpose for which we have been created then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will make everything available for us and if we busy ourselves in the other way then we will lose this life and the hereafter then we will lose this life and the hereafter then Shaykh al-Islam rahimahullah continued saying فَأَمَّا تَعْيِينُ مَكْسَبٍ عَلَى مَكْسَبٍ مِنْ صِنَاعَةٍ أَوْ تِجَارَةٍ أَوْ بِنَايَةٍ أَوْ حِرَاسَةٍ أَوْ غَيْرَ ذَلِكَ فهذا يختلف باختلاف الناس وَلَا أَعْلَمُ فِي ذَلِكَ شَيْئًا عَامًا Then he said فَأَمَّا تَعْيِينُ مَكْسَبٍ عَلَى مَكْسَبٍ As to specifying a certain deed or work uh, that would bring the benefits or to consider it more excellent than others one cannot really say anything specific about such a situation why? like you know concerning the trade or uh, construction work or uh, commerce and, uh, and uh, agriculture or, or, or any of these works he said and people differ according to this because people's motivations interests backgrounds differ each is facilitated to do what he or she has been created for so he said at the end وَلَا أَعْلَمُ فِي ذَلِكَ شَيْئًا عَامًا I don't really know of anything of a particular position in this regard so as to refer you to meaning refer to this person who asked the question <clears throat> all of this because people's interests differ and their intellect also differ this is regarding the individuals as the situation with the ummah at large the Ummah at large needs all of these professions so that the building and construction can take place and people's lives becomes ordered and it is known that in many of the lands a blacksmith profession or a carpenter or a construction worker or a farmer or a jeweler or a sanitation worker all these are necessity from professions or necessitated rather professions the legislator did not leave these matters needed by the Ummah 
did not leave it for the individual inclinations alone. Rather, established that as a collective matter so that life can proceed. What does this really mean? It means that if people's interests don't vary so as to provide what is needed for the society from professions and the like, then it becomes a binding duty upon the leaders of the land to work towards fulfilling what is needed from these profession from these professions to fulfill and to make sure that they are practiced in the land so as to meet people's needs so if there is a missing profession then in this case the leaders or the leader would intervene so as to create these professions in the land even if it requires sending some people to travel to another land in order to acquire this profession and it is known that even from the time of the Prophet people used to cooperate concerning walks of life and what is beneficial for the Ummah in fact it is narrated in Sahih al-Bukhari from the hadith of Abi Hurairah may Allah be pleased with him that inna ikhwanana min al-muhajirin kana yashgaluhum al-safaq bil-aswaq wa inna ikhwanana min al-ansar kana yashgaluhum al-amal fi amwalihim wa inna Aba Hurairah يلزم رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم بشبع بطنه ويحضر ما لا تحضرون ويحفظ ما لا تحفظون and this is in Sayyid al-Bukhari volume 1 hadith number 118 أبي هرير رضي الله تعالى عنه نريتد that no doubt he said that our muhajir our immigrant brothers used to be busy with their businesses bargains and our ansar brothers used to be busy in their property in agriculture but I speaking about himself Abu Hurairah used to stick to Allah's Messenger Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam used to stick to Allah's Messenger Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam 
contended with what will fill my stomach and I used to attend as that which they used not to attend and used to memorize that which they used not to memorize so this hadith indicates that a group of the muhajirs the immigrants busied themselves with bargains and trade and business while others from the Ansar, from the helpers in Medina were busy in agriculture while Abu Hurairah the narrator of the hadith was busy attending the classes of knowledge and taking knowledge from the Prophet and memorizing that from this narration now we know that the Ummah dealt with some of the professions like trade like uh, agriculture and so forth and therefore we find that Islam deals with these necessities whether it is on the individual level or whether it is of the collective level then Shaykh al-Islam rahimahullah said لكن إذا عن للإنسان جهة فليستخر الله تعالى فيها الاستخارة المتلقى عن معلم الخير صلى الله عليه وسلم فإن فيها من البركة ما لا يحاط به ثم ما تيسر له فلا يتكلف غيره إلا أن يكون منه كراهة شرعي however he said if something arises in a certain direction then let the person meaning a certain direction of a certain works or profession or affairs then let the person let him seek Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for guidance the istikhara which we took from which is taken from the teacher of good Muhammad alayhi salatu wasalam wherein there is blessing a blessing which no one can comprehend then afterwards whatever is facilitated for him let them then let him then take by it and seek nothing else unless there is something unlawful like if it involves working with riba for example or some other wicked earnings or if it is disliked in the sense that the work may involve a an aspect which is halal and another one which is haram 
and it should be like this matter should be that the person directs himself to that which fits himself from professions and the like and earnings and this matter should not be only related to professions and means of earnings rather it is the same also regarding his children and regarding those who are under his authority in fact Ibn al-Qayyim rahimahullah spoke about this matter in his book Tuhfatul Mawdud Al-Mawdud Bi-Ahkam Al-Mawlud he spoke about fundamental matters related to the raising of the children and from the things that he mentioned rahimahullah that one should take into consideration the condition of the child and what is he prepared for from actions and let them know meaning the parents that this child is created for that and thus should not force him to do other than that as long as it is of course legally permissible to do and if he compels him to do that which he is not prepared for then he is not going to succeed and will miss that for which he is prepared so if he sees in him good understanding and comprehension and good memory then these are from the signs of his acceptance of knowledge and preparedness for knowledge so let him imprint that in his heart as long as it is empty where it will be established firmly and grows with him and if he sees him on the other hand interested in other things like for example if he sees in him preparedness for horse riding uh, playing with uh, spears and arrows and the like and that he has no preparedness for knowledge then he should let him in that direction let him train on that because in this case this will be good for him and good for the Muslims and if he sees him otherwise and that he is not created for that while sees him interested in a particular profession prepared for that and that it is allowable and beneficial for him and for the people then he should let him go for it this of course he added 
this comes after teaching him what he needs in his deen because this is facilitated for everyone so that it is facilitated so the proofs and evidences are established upon humanity or upon the slaves then Shaykh al-Islam rahimahullah said وَأَمَّا مَا تَعْتَمِدُ عَلَيْهِ مِنَ الْكُتُبِ فِي الْعُلُومِ فَهَذَا بَابٌ وَاسَعٌ وَهُوَ أَيْضًا يَخْتَلِفُ بِاخْتِلَافِ نَشْئِ الْإِنسَانِ فِي الْبِلَادِ فَقَدْ يَتَيَسَّرُ لَهُ فِي بَعْضِ الْبِلَادِ مِنَ الْعِلْمِ أَوْ مِنْ طَرِيقِهِ وَمَذْهَبِهِ فِيهِ مَا لَا يَتَيَسَّرُ لَهُ فِي بَلَدٍ آخر And as what one should take as reference from books in the various disciplines of knowledge then this is a vast matter which also differ depending upon the uprising of people in their lands whereby it may be also facilitated in some lands or by way of a certain madhab in this land which is not facilitated in another place So he is telling this person who asked this question about which this book revolves as to your inquiring about the books needed for ilm or knowledge then this requires details this is a vast area because knowledge is a sea without shores and it is very difficult to precisely refer you as to what you may depend upon in this respect and in the words of Sheikh al-Islam when he said مَا لَا يَتَيَسَّرُ لَهُ فِي بَلَدٍ آخَرٍ this word this statement meaning what may be facilitated in some lands may be not facilitated in others this reflects the wide scope of comprehension by Shaykh al-Islam ibn Taymiyyah rahimahullah and his farsightedness because he did not make it binding upon him to follow a certain way or certain books or a certain madhab because this differs in accordance with the way the person may his education or his uprising and this also differs depending on which country he may be in but he added then he gave him the following benefit he said لَكِنَّ جَمَاعَ الْخَيْرِ أَنْ يَسْتَعِينَ بِاللَّهِ سبحانه في تلقي العلم الموروث عن النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم فإنه هو الذي يستحق أن يسمى علما وما سواه إما أن يكون علما فلا يكون نافعا وإما أن لا يكون علما وإن سمي به but the thing that comprises all good 
is that for the person to seek the help and aid from Allah Azza wa Jal in acquiring the knowledge inherited from the Prophet because this is the knowledge which deserves the name knowledge because it came from Allah and as Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala stated in Surah An-Nisa chapter 4 verse 82 وَلَوْ كَانَ مِنْ عِنْدِ غَيْرِ اللَّهِ لَوَجَدُوا فِيهِ اخْتِلَافًا كَثِيرًا وَلَوْ كَانَ مِنْ عِنْدِ غَيْرِ اللَّهِ لَوَجَدُوا فِيهِ اخْتِلَافًا كَثِيرًا Don't they do they not consider the Quran carefully had it been from other than Allah they would surely have found therein much contradictions and incongruity and because this knowledge is taken from the one whom Allah described in Surah Al-Najm chapter 53 verses 3 and 4 إن هو إلا وحي يوحى وما ينطق عن الهوى إن هو إلا وحي يوحى nor does he speak of his own desire it is only an inspiration that is inspired furthermore Allah عز وجل called it علم as in Surah An-Nisa chapter 4 verse 87 and who is truer in statement than Allah and as in Nisa in chapter 4 verse 122 as in Surah An-Nisa وَمَنْ أَصْدَقُ مِنَ اللَّهِ قِيلَ And whose words can be truer than those of Allah? Of course none. And this is the guidance which constitutes the beneficial knowledge and righteous deeds. قال الله تعالى in this respect in Surah At-Tawbah 9, هو الذي أرسل رسوله بالهدى ودين الحق هو الذي أرسل رسوله بالهدى ودين الحق الهدى is العلم النافع the beneficial knowledge it is he who has sent the message of Muhammad صلى الله عليه وسلم with guidance and the religion of the truth Islam ودين الحق دين الحق the religion of the truth constitutes al-amal al-salih righteous deeds قال الإمام الشافعي رحمه الله in a piece of poetry he said رحمه الله كل العلوم سوى القرآن مشغلة كل العلوم سوى القرآن مشغلة إلا الحديث وإلا الفقه في الدين العلم ما كان فيه قال حدثنا وما سوى ذاك وسواس الشياطين he said all the 
knowledge other than the Quran is busying oneself in that which is of no value إلا الحديث except hadith and the understanding of the deen العلم ما كان فيه knowledge is that which involves the saying حدثنا it is narrated that he narrated to us such and such narrated وما سوى ذاك and other than that is whispering of the shaitan so other than this beneficial legal knowledge is either knowledge which is not beneficial rather it is harmful like learning magic soothsaying and like contemporary quote unquote knowledge which teaches theft bribery and the like or otherwise it is not even considered to be knowledge even though it may carry the name as such meaning knowledge like for example ilmul kalam ilmul kalam the scholastic theology in fact it is not knowledge rather it constitutes opinions and philosophies Similarly, وَكَذَلِكَ مَا يُسَمَّى بِالْعِلْمِ الْلَدُنِّي عِنْدَ الصُّوفِيَّةِ And similarly, this knowledge which is known as, with the Sufis, it is known as الْعِلْم الْلَدُنِّي Which is knowledge, according to them, imparted by Allah through mystic intuition. Imparted by Allah through mystic intuition this is knowledge invented by these people it constitutes experiences and ecstasy and delusions and superstitions and that's why the salaf rahimahumullah they don't call scholastic theology they don't consider it they don't consider it even as ilm and they don't call it ilm, knowledge. And even the Salaf used to consider that if someone bequeaths some of his books of knowledge, they made fatwa that whatever of these books And whatever of these books is considered from Ilmul Kalam, the Salaf made fatwa that it should be sold. If it contains any of the scholastic theologian books, indicating that the books, such books are not from knowledge. And that's why they made the fatwa that it can be sold, excluded from the waqf, the endowment. 
Sheikh al-Islam ibn Taymiyyah rahimahullah mentioned that Yahya bin Ammar said that al-ulumu khamsa knowledge are knowledge is of five types ilmun huwa live a life for the deen a life for the deen and this is ilmu tawheed knowledge of tawheed and the other is a ilm which is nourishment to the deen a ilm a knowledge which is nourishment to the deen and this is علم التذكر بمعاني القرآن والحديث This is the علم of contemplating the meanings of the Quran and the Hadith And there is the third one is علم هو دواء الدين علم is a remedy in deen And this is the علم of fatwa Whenever something befalls a person and asks as to how to deal with it from a legal perspective, and this is like a cure, as Ibn Mas'ud rahimahullah mentioned. وَعِلْمٌ هُوَ دَاءُ الدِّينَ A knowledge which is an illness and a disease. To the deen. And this is Ilmul Kalam al Muhdath. This is the innovative scholastic theology. And there is Ilm which is a destruction to the deen. And that is Ilmul Sih, knowledge of magic. This brings the end of today's section from this book we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to make it a benefit for myself and for all of you walhamdulillah rabbil alameen wa sallallahu ala muhammadin wa ala alihi wa sahbihi wa sallam